Aren't you going back to bed? No, I'll just sit up for a bit. I'm feeling a bit blue. Anything you'd like to talk about? No, no, you need your sleep. It's nothing important. Just this feeling that my life's a gaping sinkhole and I'm just marking time while the flower of my youth rots on the vine. And that was from Frasier. That was Daphne. And how many of us, as we're getting up into our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe 80s, start to feel like life is behind us, like we live the best years of our life and it's over. And that perspective is going to make you feel surprised, depressed. It's going to make you feel sad. It's not going to open your eyes. Do you have an option? Or is it unrealistic to have an option? I know I've told this story before, but when my grandfather was on his deathbed at the age of 98, uh, you know, my uncle and I went to visit him. And how do you talk to someone days before they're dying? He did die two days later. And we asked him, what would you like? What can we get for you? You know, would it be ice cream? Would it be some pretty music? What would you like? And he looked at us and he goes, well, I would love to see you two do a tango. And you could have, (laughs) we were stunned. He wanted me to dance the tango with my uncle in the hospital room while he's dying. To have that sense of life, though, to have that idea that while you're alive, enjoy it. That's a very different perspective as opposed to mourning your uh, loss of youth. Enjoy whatever you've got, make the best of it, and Uh, Make your life even more interesting. Why not? Not everything involves physical activity. Maybe you still have some physical facility. Maybe you don't. But make it interesting. You can read. You can enter new worlds with books. You can uh, meet new friends. You can take up a new hobby. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. You can give me a call now at toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. Toll-free 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And I want to welcome Kina to the show. Kina, you're having problems coping with your boyfriend? Yes. He, um, he about two years ago, his mom died. Okay. And, um, and then I started noticing that he just wasn't himself. And um, last year, he was having these hallucinations. And I thought maybe he was, because he was drinking alcohol, and I thought maybe it was the alcohol, and that's when I, I was noticing things, and I always thought it was the alcohol, but um, and he, he had a run-in with the police, and he said uh, he, he thought someone was following him. He thought the police were, you know, involved. So he sounds but paranoid now. He, yeah, and he, um, he, he like, he's real obsessive, and I've been trying to get him help because I, I noticed the signs. After he stopped drinking, I could really pinpoint something was wrong. Yeah. Opposed to me thinking it was the alcohol. Yeah. And it's hard to get any help. I've been trying for months to get help, and I can't because he doesn't have insurance. So I can't find anybody to help him. Or you know, where do you live? In Westland. Okay. What what state? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Uh, one of the things I would do is to there are a few things you can do if you live near a teaching university. You can call up the teaching university, and many times they have counseling centers that have sliding scales, meaning you may be paying $10 for a visit, or maybe even nothing. I don't know. You know, you can let them know your situation, and they make the assessment of, you know, how much is reasonable for you to pay. So you're looking for a psychologist 
who offers a sliding scale or a teaching uh, center where they may you know where you may get some fairly good uh, therapy from somebody with you know who's under supervision and it may not cost that much. Um, you can also look to see if there are sometimes there are grants around you know they're looking for somebody who has uh, alcohol problems or who had a history of alcohol problems and they're running some studies at the university so maybe he would be eligible for some study and they you know they would give therapy in um, conjunction with that you can look for groups there's group therapy meaning it may not cost as much you can call the Michigan Psychological Association you know you could google that and get their number and ask and, and tell them exactly what you told me and they may be able to tell you where you could get some help that's uh, either very low cost or um, free. And But l let me just ask a few questions because it sounds like there are multiple problems. You're, you've been with him for two years? Um, uh, maybe about three. Yeah. About three years. And it sound, first, it, what it sounded like it was complicated grief. It was like he just wasn't himself after his mother died. But you know what? It, it kind of, you know, and I, I was thinking that's what it was, but... It, as I look back, it was kind of signs before that, but I okay. just associated it with alcohol because I only saw it when he was drinking. That's the only time I saw it. Okay, and it was it was it limited to alcohol, or was he using some street drugs too? Was he messing around a little bit? Um, marijuana here and there. Okay, because that can do depending on what type of drugs he was using, that can mess with his brain a bit. And when you say a run-in with the police, what happened? Well, one day he was just um, he was just really not himself, and he was thinking we were driving. He's thinking somebody's following us. Turn down here, somebody's following us. I can't go home. They probably know where we live at, and and he just kind of jumped out the car, and and I went home. Like we have two, you know, two kids. I went yeah. home, and he. Um, and the next thing I know, he was um, arrested, and what the police said was. Um, they arrested him because they couldn't control him. And he kicked out the window of the police car. He thought huh. someone's following him. He thought the police were involved. Okay. Does he have a history of trauma where that where he is paranoid? I mean, sometimes when you've um, dealt with drugs, I know I've worked with some people who have actually dealt drugs in their youth and then they came clean, and they still feel like people are chasing them at times. Yeah, see, that's the only time he. I saw that. Okay. The one time I saw that, um, and and I needed to get, you know, I needed to figure out what was going on with him. So he's totally not, you know, using marijuana and not drinking right now. But okay, the episodes are are happening now. I can see clearly that it's not the alcohol. Yeah, and the other thing is, you said he's obsessive. Is he engaging in some, what type of obsessive compulsive? Like, um, it's like anything he focused on, he's obsessive with it. Like, um, <laughs> I know it's going to sound crazy, but he saw uh, a yellow tint in his eyes, and he's thinking he probably has liver, liver damage, and he's, like, constantly getting up looking in the mirror, constantly getting up looking in the mirror. Like, he focuses on things, and, 
like hear he hear a song on the radio and and assume that he wrote the song and it's okay so he's it sounds like he's definitely um, losing connection with reality in which case you do want to get him the help asap whether there and again you can see in Michigan if you're near some schools are you near any teaching universities um um not too far away we're about a maybe about a forty minute drive from um University. Okay, I would ask there, I would ask the state association. The main thing I have is not him. Guess who I'm concerned about? Me. Yeah, you. What's it like yeah. for you? It's, it's hard. It's hard because I have to work and I can't leave the kids home with them. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's difficult. At this time, it's really difficult because I think knowing, yeah. you know, and then just afraid he's not violent or anything. Oh, it, if there are safety issues, you need to to do this ASAP and mention that to anybody, any therapist that you're talking to. Um, yes, my concern is for you. I think if you can get yourself therapy, if, if through work or something you can find some therapy for yourself, I think that's the best help of all. I mean, he needs help, yes, but you definitely need some support because it sounds like you're the rational one in this situation. Listen, hold on during the break. I'll talk with you during br- the break. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational ba- Basis of Happiness toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com. 